read a book this week that I've been meaning to get to for a while. Um, book entitled, Why Men Hate Going to Church. I don't know if you can see it there. I wish I, wish I could show you the, the, uh, the picture. There's a guy sitting in a church pew and he's all dressed up for church. And he's... he's oh, never mind. Anyway... Good book, been wanting to read. There's a lot of good uh, observations in here, some good, some kind of, eh, but one thing that really stood, stood out to me about uh, something that was said in here was that for a lot of men, particularly unchurched men, the Christian faith, maybe even Christ himself, has become feminized. Think about it. Maybe you've ever seen some of those pictures of Jesus where he looks all frail. Or dainty. He's even wearing stuff in his hair. You ever seen some of those? Or and even the message about Jesus and, and Christianity is a little different. Somehow the perception is it's all about love and kumbaya and sweet things like that. Fair enough. You've heard these things, and at least according to him. Uh, what he's saying is, as, as more men dropped out of the church, were doing other things, the women took control and took over. And the message, they began to use their own verbiage and their own ways of describing Jesus. And then the church began to cater to the women. And it changed the message and it changed the image of Christ. Even. Now, I just want to say one thing, first off. I ain't accusing no woman of doing anything like that. Just... I mean, you know, and, and, but, but I will say this, women, if your husband tells you or your significant other tells you he's going to do something, he is going to do it. He doesn't need you nagging about it every six months, okay? I'm with you guys. I don't know that any of that has anything to do with what Jesus just said, but that was all on my mind. As I come to this passage that we are reading today from Luke 12, where Jesus is talking about something so important. If I were to ask you to think about, or maybe in one, two, or three words, to describe what was most important to Jesus, what would your response be? A lot of people will say, well, Jesus was all about love. Or Jesus preached Forgiveness. Or Jesus talked about salvation. Jesus talked about mercy. And all those kinds of things. I'm not going to tell you Jesus didn't talk about those things. But Jesus didn't say, and Jesus didn't repeat, repent, for forgiveness is near. Do you remember what Jesus said? Repent because the kingdom of God is near or at hand. So it seems to be, if we really look at what Jesus talked about, if we look at what, everything that he was about, and if we think about what our perception of Jesus should be, is that it should center around the kingdom of God. That was Jesus' first sermon. It was the first thing he talked about. It's what he repeated that the most important thing is, repeat after me, the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus preached. Now, don't get me wrong. 
Love is a part of that kingdom. And I'm not talking about Valentine's Day love or puppy love. I'm talking about a love that will stand up against evil and will die for what is right. I'm talking about real love, unconditional love. A love that takes you in, me in, anybody in. God's love. Of course, mercy was, is a part of this kingdom as well. Look at what Jesus talked about. He used uh, illustration and he taught about learning how to be merciful. Why? Because God has been merciful with us. He talked about forgiveness. The importance of forgiveness. Why? Because God has forgiven us. He talked about those things, but the important thing Jesus wanted us to have in our minds was the kingdom of God. Y'all with me? What you need to know about the kingdom of God is that the kingdom of God brings change. The kingdom of God always brings change. And what Jesus says here in this, in this 12th chapter of Luke is that it is God's good pleasure to give you, guess what? The kingdom. It is God's not just thrill of the day, not even just pleasure. It is God's good pleasure to say, here, take it. And at least according to this passage, According to Jesus, there are only two things we have to be ready to do to receive that kingdom. Want to know what they are? All right, church people. I'm going to tell you anyway. First thing that we have to be willing to do, and um, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to say this in the most manliest way I can. Uh, the first thing that Jesus says we have to do to receive this kingdom, <clears throat> get a new purse. That's what he said in so many words. Get a new purse. So I'm reading that after finishing Why Men Hate Going to Church and talking about, you know, girly man Jesus. I'm thinking... Really? How is this going to apply? So I started thinking, well, you know, uh, there are manly men that we've seen who've held purses and bags. MacGyver used to always run around with one. Chewbacca carries one. He's pretty tough. What is it? The guy from um, uh, Bruce Willis, his character, he carried one. All these guys, they have purses, right? They do. I heard that. But thankfully, thankfully, it's probably not the purse that you and I are thinking of. Because I know, probably on one half, the women are thinking, I could deal with that, a new purse. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, in my house, we have more than one <coughs> dozen <coughs> purses lying around. But for men, we may hear that and think, Luckily, though, what it actually means, what it says, some translations, at least one, says wallet. And what he's talking about, money bag. 
So at least according to this passage, the first thing that you and I have to do to receive the kingdom of God, the kingdom that God wants to give us, is to change our money back. It would seem to suggest that maybe one of the most important things to Jesus and to God is money. But you know what? Didn't we talk about this last week? God doesn't care about your money. Get over it. Remember John 3.16? It doesn't say, for God so loved the world's money that he gave his one and only son. What does it say? For God so loved the world. So we have to read this, 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 these words from Jesus about getting a new person, try to understand what it is Jesus is trying to tell us. Is money important to God? I don't think so. Is more money important to us? Now we're talking. People do some strange things for money. Do things, do things, do strange things. Yeah, you may not know the song, but I'm... A, I'm a Motown guy, so anyway. Money bag, for some reason, is an important part of us receiving the kingdom that God wants us to have. And I think part of what that means, part of what that is illustrating to us, is that with our own money bags, be it a purse or be it a wallet or a man bag, with our bag, we tend to create our own kingdoms filled with our own things, filled with the things that are important to us, filled with the things that may or may not have anything to do with God. We build often our own kingdoms with our purse or our man bag. And every day, an advertisement is trying to tell us that our life is not complete. That there is something missing in our everyday life if we don't have the latest this or the newest that. And people tell me all the time, well, you know, I'm not into that. That doesn't matter to me. But you know what? The self-storage industry is a $22 billion industry. You know what that means? People have put stuffed a lot of their kingdom away. And have you seen that, those shows, the storage wars? What I find so funny about that is people just leave their stuff that was so important to them. Stuff they had to have at one point. And there it is. It fails, doesn't it? Jesus says, if you want this kingdom that God is so readily willing to give to you, you've got to get a new bag. One that realizes that all that other stuff fails. All that other stuff fades away. You've got to make a new bag for yourself so that you can put things that won't fail away. And I think part of what Jesus was saying was, was saying, is that we've got to stop trying to build our own kingdom and we've got to make God's kingdom our priority. We've got to want God's kingdom. You ever received a gift from someone? Maybe they were very happy to give it to you. And you think, oh, this is 
Maybe it's a birthday, maybe it's out of nowhere, and you open the gift, and you're like, thank you. I didn't know you know I needed one. Whatever am I going to do with this now? You know what? Quite often that's the way we see the kingdom of God. God so eagerly, it's God's good pleasure to give it to us, and we, we think, well... Maybe not today. It's part of what Jesus says. We have to realize that the kingdom is there for our taking. We just have to want it. And the second thing Jesus says, you know, to be ready for this kingdom, this kingdom that God wants to give us, is to be ready. See, I just put that out there and I didn't get any kind of weird looks or any kind of surprise or anything. You're kind of like, yeah, be ready, that's good. But you know what the Greek actually reads, what it says? Jesus says, you have to gird up your loins. Jesus said that, y'all. Jesus said, if this kingdom is before you, God wants to give it to you, you've got to have a new person. You've got, got to be ready to gird up your loins. Now, if I was giving this lesson to a high school class, we'd spend five minutes to stop laughing. Because, and we know it sounds funny. It seems out of place. What does that have to do with anything? Jesus, really? But it seems to suggest an urgency, doesn't it? It seems to suggest that something important is before us. It seems to suggest that whatever is right here needs to have our attention. So part of what Jesus says is you have to want the kingdom and you've got to be ready for it. You've got to be ready to see it. You've got to be ready to take it. He says it's near or it's at hand. For some reason, we, in our minds, we think the kingdom is some far-off place after life. But Jesus, though he did mention some things about afterlife, so much of what he said had to do with this life. And so that kingdom that he's talking about in so many ways is about today, now. That kingdom is before us. We've got to be willing, we've got to want it, and we've got to be willing to see it. I love one translation that says about uh, treasure. The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. The place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. Sure, there's a lot of men that hate going to church. There's a lot of women. There's a lot of young people. Maybe one thing we can look at is if they're not in church, where are they? Or when we're not in church, where are we? Because where our treasure is, guess what? That's where we're going to be. That's what we're going to be doing. Jesus seems to have some, 
some tough words for us uh, to, to hear. And that's why I never understood that song. I'm going to let my Motown just reek out today. Easy like Sunday morning. You ever heard that song? That's why I'm easy. Easy like Sunday morning. I love that song, but I hate it. Because I don't know what's so easy about Sunday morning. See, at one point I used to sit in a pew or a chair just like you are right now. And somebody would get up and they'd preach and they'd say something or they'd read from Scripture. And so many times what they had to say hurt. It wasn't easy to listen to and it wasn't easy to confess to and it wasn't easy to deal with. Because... The kingdom of God, friends, brings change. And we don't much like change, do we? But what was most important to Jesus? The kingdom of God, or as I heard someone say, change. See, all that peace, all that love, forgiveness and mercy, all those things that God wants for us to have is so willing to give to us, it's right there. But we've got to be willing to want it and to see it. And when we do, guess what? So, we need to pray. Because often, often we are about building our own kingdoms, not worrying about God's at all. And uh, if you want to have that kingdom, to see that kingdom, why won't you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, we are thankful to you for the kind of kingdom that you put before us. One that is filled with unconditional love, salvation, mercy, and all the things that we know are important to you. God, we want that kingdom. So forgive us for our tendency to build our own kingdoms, to do our own things, to set our minds and our business about doing what we want without worrying about what you want. By your Spirit, God, renew us and fill us so that we can have the kingdom you give to us today. In Jesus' name, amen.